open the gates, Papa. Open the gates, Legba. Open the way, I bloody Mary. I'm a pro. I'm a Ah, uh, names have been known in the now, and names have been known in the then. I open the way and I introduce you to our friend. Please state your full name. Tammy Merhaf Chavez. Who is here today? She would like us to connect together. We're going to talk. We do say that you can speak too on EVP because we'd love that to come through. But don't suck her batteries dry and let her get her interview too. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> On today's very special yet out-of-town episode, guys, Hollywood Paranormal travels to New Orleans. Yes, join us as I travel to my hometown over the holidays, where not only I got the opportunity to sit down and enjoy some good old-fashioned New Orleans cuisine and some beignets, but I also had the opportunity to sit down with the voodoo queen of New Orleans herself, Bloody Mary. Join me on my sit-down interview as I travel to her house, which happens to be haunted, and we sit down and discuss about New Orleans voodoo and hoodoo, along with some very interesting New Orleans characters. You might know them as Marie Laveau, Jean Lafitte, and the infamous and tragic Madame Lalari. Stick around longer during the interview to find out whom out of the three actually crashed our interview. You definitely don't want to miss out. We also discuss about Bloody Mary's Haunted Museum, which is in the heart of the French Quarter, along with her help in the new Madame LaLaurie's motion picture. You definitely don't want to miss this out, guys. We talk about voodoo, hoodoo, ghosts, and of course, my favorite city of them all, my hometown, New Orleans. So join us and pack a light bag since we are going to travel beyond the California state lines and into Louisiana, Bayou Territory. Join us as we go around the city and discuss some of the most interesting and spookiest parts of New Orleans with one of the best tour guides and voodoo queen herself, Bloody Mary. So grab some comfortable shoes, your voodoo doll, or your gree-gree bag as we head deep into the south. And we head into my city, and that's Voodoo City. Let's get Holly weird in New Orleans, y'all. So I'm, I'm sitting inside Bloody Mary's house, and um, I'm, I'm pretty excited, to say the least. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to introduce to you guys the voodoo queen of New Orleans, Bloody Mary. Hi, everybody. Welcome. But before we go any farther, I want to say, yes. open the gates, Papa. Open the gates, Legba. Open the way, I, Bloody Mary. I, La Topro. I, Marie Laveau. Uh, names have been known in the now, and names have been known in the then. I open the way and I introduce you to our friend. Please state your full name. Tammy Merhaf Chavez. Who is here today. She would like us to connect together. We're going to talk. We do say that you can speak too on EVP because we'd love that to come through. 
But don't suck her batteries dry and let her get her interview, too. Yes. There Amen. Amen. <laughs> Day's been really busy. Uh-huh. No, I guess this year. This year went really quick. Mm-hmm. And it was relatively busy. I um, got back from a big paranormal convention in England just a, oh, about wow. a month ago. Uh, Sage Paracon, which was great. And oh, read presented that at, at that. And then went on kind of a bit of a whirlwind trip around, you know, London area and Stonehenge mm-hmm. and other old churches. Unfortunately, I got a little sick in the process, but I still trekked on through it all. Yeah. So, yeah, we had, uh, so it was right from a crazy Halloween here to that and then back for the holidays and now ending the year with you. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate this. I'm glad and we found a day that we could Literally, up. we found Since a great you day. you didn't call in advance. <laughs> Anything like that. I figured uh, you owe me a favor I since do. me and my niece were locked in your museum on accident. Well, frankly, people pay extra for that, so that maybe awesome. you owe me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was just very lucky that you were an acquaintance and mm-hmm. trustworthy. But I have many more security cameras since then, so that you can't hide. Oh, when we look no. to make sure everybody's out of the location, we so you got just... locked out. Yeah, we, we got yeah locked out, locked in, but um, I had a good time. My niece, for the most part, was like, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> I'm sure some people would have loved to have done a full overnight there because you have a haunted museum here in New Orleans. And before we go ahead, um, for those of you who don't know who Bloody Mary is, first off, stop what you're doing and Google her, please. <laughs> Just stop. But I could just tell you. Yes, please. Uh, tell our listeners. But I do have a, a very active and big website, a brand new one actually yes. this week. So that's BloodyMarysTours.com. But if you screw that up, it's BloodyMaryNewOrleans.com. Mm-hmm. That works too. <laughs> so you look at that. I got a great new app. Did you get to download um, the app? I have it on my phone, ma'am. Yes, I do. I just, I mean, I just told you it was a dope app. I'm surprised. I was like, wow, this is like really cool and interactive. But oh. yeah, so they have a podcast part with music mm-hmm. and backgrounds and interactive part, Q&A part, uh, mm-hmm. evidence, paranormal evidence. Yeah, um, you have everything on I there. have a week, monthly newsletter, which will talk about updated evidence. So I wrote a little bit about the Paracon. And this month, there was a lot of interesting activity this month, uh, which, why not? It's Christmas. I have a lot of children's spirits. So oh. a lot of them, you know, were, we got them singing ring around the rosy and chorus and everything and talk to a lot of spirits and we went there on christmas eve at midnight to give them their gifts Mm -hmm. and film that so you know we we include the spirits usually with offerings of edible treats as well as this time of year christmas gifts so not only are you a child ghost magnet but you're also (laughs) (laughs) a historian a a spokesperson also a celebrity you've also been on, on ghost adventures buzzfeed you are the voodoo queen of New Orleans. You practice, you know, voodoo here. Teach it. You yeah. teach I'm it I'm a everything. tour company that I've had for 26 years. Yes. That I take people, not like tours, but I, I take them, you, you know, in, them to experiences yeah. and unusual places. This market has gotten so saturated with everyone and their little yeah. sister opening a tour company overnight, yeah. you know, that we try to, I've always strived to keep it less commercial and smaller groups and so that you can experience different things. Because I believe that uh, you are your best paranormal instrument. Yes, and I remember. We, we, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, you have a lot, a lot of different uh, 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 tools that we use and equipment. But I also want you to 
connect personally. So that is something. Sometimes I'll lock you in. Yeah. Sometimes the spirits <laughs> lock you in. I've had people that got locked into the bathroom, got locked into the kitchen, got locked no, into the here? doll nursery. No, not at my house. At, at, at the, the at <laughs> museum. Uh, I don't know if I've ever got anybody locked in here. Oh, I've had wow. some people, well, except for the ghost adventures, of course, which, yeah. by the way, they only stayed 45 minutes on lockdown when I came back. They were on the porch and they would not, <laughs> they would not go back in until I went in with them. See, David Oman, he, they were at David Oman's house. David Oman has I one know, of the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, I know his were, story. Yeah, they were barely there, poor thing. <laughs> but it was the same story. They were there for but David, an hour. But David Oman, well, they, they said they didn't need any more time here, but one of they were literally afraid when I got here. Was really surprised. Wow, um, Nick. Now, yes, every he Zach had come here earlier and left to go do something else, but the other two were here and they got thing books thrown at them. <laughs> they I got saw FU, that. They got FUs on EVP, which I think was totally hysterical. They didn't like them. Hey, you know, ghosts are critics too. Yes, they, they are. Have, they, they, we bombard their universe with radio waves, TV rays, microwaves. <laughs> they watch the tube. They don't have to like everything, you know. But, you know, they, they, yeah, I guess so. Also, but I, you know, we left. Yeah. Take my son, take my husband, take my dog and my cat and get out was basically what they wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. So I believe that they were looked at as intruders without me. Oh. And I have instructions on my spirits to kick ass. That's if awesome. If someone breaks in or gets locked in. You know, no, if they break yeah. if they break in or they have ill intent, then I say, be mm-hmm. nice to my friends, stop hiding my keys, don't wake me up, it's less important. But <laughs> kick ass if somebody's out to hurt me, right? I mean, they're guards. They yeah. Have, when you go out of town, they watch. So it's a possibility they could have been protective. Yeah. Or they might have just not liked them. I'm not, ju- you know, judging. It was a... Variety of incidents that occurred, of course, which I, I got blamed for. But, you know, it was just... Yeah, Aaron had something wrong with him. Like, he felt like... Oh, Aaron was just being a drama queen. <laughs> Aaron lied down right there. I put my skull, who's a very beneficent spirit, Henriette, on his solar plexus. And I told him to lie down and be good because he was doing something that was maybe not kosher. Mm-hmm. And it was Nick that was wandering around while he was lying there. I truly knew that, you know, Aaron was very psychic and that if he stayed there and let it flow through him, he would be able to interpret some messages, but instead he took it as dark. But it forced him to get his very first spiritual cleansing ever, and for that I am grateful because he never did it for the years and years that he had done ghost pants wow. uh, before because I believe they were under the impression, if you do... There's a dog outside, by the way. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) It is what it is. It's a devil dog. (laughs) I think they were under the impression if you do a cleansing that you're not going to have your spirit connections. Hmm. You know, and that's not it. It's like saying, I'm never going to take a shower. You know, you got to do it. You know, (laughs) it doesn't mean you're not going to, whatever, have that scent that you like so much. But, you know, you have to do certain things. Of course. You know, so I think that's what that was about. And, he said he had nightmares for a while after that. But yeah. I mean, his 45 minutes in here compared to the five years he did ghost hunts without cleansing, and I was the one that put it over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, but they had to make it, they had to blame the girl. You know. <laughs> but anyway, she's very oh, cool. Yes. <laughs> she's very cool. That particular spirit, that skull, she was from the catacombs in France and requested to come to the New World with me. Well, she was to beautiful. America. <laughs> yeah, and, and she's downtown still. Oh. She was part of the Lalore, a continued. Lalori Paranormal Investigation, which is our most known 
ghost yes. in town. Most of you out there might know her as Kathy Bates, who played the role of the American of Horror Story. Of course, that's what people go towards. <laughs> they go to the TV version first before they right. have the history. <laughs> Every time something new comes out, I have to sometimes spend more time talking about what's not true than what is true. Exactly. So it can be annoying, very annoying, but it's also, I guess, the way that some of the information gets out there. So you got more of a more of the occasions it's Marie Laveau, mm-hmm. Voodoo Queen Marie Laveau, who we have to try to shake up and dust off, which we did for her American Horror Story too. But yeah. now people were say, thinking Marie Laveau was Madame Lalaurie, or Madame Lalaurie was Marie Laveau, and Madame yeah. Lalaurie was a no, torture and a Voodoo Queen. So a lot of people. La, yeah, yeah, it's that whole bare, thing. Yeah, la. <laughs> They're like Lalaurie? It's like a la. Laveau? Laveau? Laurie? Lafitte? Yeah, la, la, la. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it caused more confusion, Yeah, you know, but I knew that there would be trouble as soon as I found out about Kathy Bates getting the role. Oh, you have to realize yeah. that Madame Lori was a hot cougar and rich and powerful and had a husband 20 years younger. She held the purse strings. She did, yeah. You know, so her ego has not died as has her spirit not died. So mm-hmm. I, I think she would have preferred to be Demi Moore, Courtney Cox, you know, a hot 40. 50-year-old cougar, cougar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, she was a cougar. So I knew that that would cause a little disruption, mm-hmm. and I was called in to do a banishing or exorcism on the set and a cleansing because of the negative wow. paranormal activity. So now, we'll see what's going to be included, because now, the people that made The Conjuring, the Warner Brothers... Brothers. Well, I don't know, not Warner Brothers. Is it no. Warner Brothers? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, it's a small group, Faster Horse Productions or something, with a group of brothers that are doing the screenplay that they allegedly are going to write partially in the actual mansion and film actually partially in the mansion because the owner, Michael Whalen, uh-huh. um, he's somehow involved in the entire production as well. Oh, so I just, wow. In fact, I just wrote a, a blog about it now. Mm-hmm. Like today, I finished it and updated it. So I'm and that's sure on the app, right? No, it's not. not like, I could put it on there, but yeah. no, it's on the website. It's on, on the, the website, guys. You should go so over Bloody there. So bloodymaryneworleans.com, go to the yes. blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got information there and... I think it's called Ghost Writer, you know, the bloodymarystore.com slash ghostwriter, but just go to the blog. Mm-hmm. And I, I might attach it to the to the Oh yeah, you should to the app. I mean I can change and upgrade that. So they just put out the information that they're gonna be making a Hollywood movie and they're calling different people in to get, you know, some real ghost stories and the conjuring wasn't that true <laughs> Yeah in the movie at all. So, but they had some crazy things that happened on the sound stages, especially in Warner Brothers, because that's why I thought, oh, I thought Warner Brothers did it because I, they do an after dark tour and they take you through the sound stages where they shot a couple of scenes or they mm-hmm. had um, set up a scene in the sound stages and they had a lot of crazy activity. I'm sure they did. Oh, yeah. Especially when you do something wrong. Mm. When you do rituals wrong, like an American Horror Story, when you do conjurations oh, no. wrong, when you're calling the spirits wrong, and you don't complete the circle and the process. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, whenever I even do a reality show, I make the producers and the film people go through the whole motion correctly first, and then I'll let them go back and do cutaways and close-ups instead of saying, cut in the middle of something, and let me film the end first and then the beginning. No. That's going to cause more disruption than mm-hmm. necessary. But they don't give a lot of credence to the reality of anything paranormal or supernatural or religious or spiritual. So it wasn't until way after the fact of ignoring 
uh, many things that people had told American Horror Story way yeah. after the fact that they called me in, once it was obvious was, that yeah, there was a, more to do. So, yeah, yeah, all these people. Interesting thing that I found out is that the Japanese horror films, they always hire a Shinto priest prior to the filming to do oh, a wow. ritual appeasement to the spirits and to inform them of what exactly is going on. And that's something that I preached from the beginning. Even mm -hmm. just you talking to me here, I wanted to open the gates and let the spirits know who you were and that it's okay. You know, and yeah, I normally I would have given, you know, some extra rum or some extra something for them. I should have brought too. something. Sorry, I got guys. it all over this place. This food, this candy. Sweet grass they got candy from uh, sitting around from Christmas. But, you know, a little respect. Yes. And, and that's part of, I've always opened gates and closed gates. So what I do, I call through the paranormal because I respect the old ways as well as the new ways in paranormal connections mm -hmm. and do my best to appease the spirits and to appeal to their humanness and remember their humanness and not just an experiment, not just a Hollywood movie. I mean, there will be spirit activity in that house. Um it's never the way they depict it in Hollywood movies. It's of course. doubtful. That is something we always talk about on this podcast. <laughs> it's like, well, let's go over what Hollywood painted, and here's the real story, you know? Right. And I you've mean, been in this journey of, you know, your practice of voodoo for such a long time that people have, especially Hollywood, this complete opposite depiction of it. Especially when I tell people, oh, I'm from New Orleans. Oh, you do voodoo, huh? Do you do sacrifices? I'm like... Like Not yeah, but push it. You push it. Like yeah. the only voodoo I know was the basketball team that barely survived. That I think didn't it was work. A, yeah, that didn't work at all. And they had the cheerleading squad, the voodoo dolls. That's the only voodoo that I knew. But I just really you didn't get a little taste of it in junior high and high school <laughs> social history. No, no, not not at all. But I just always knew that you know living here, you know, because I grew up here till I was twelve, that it wasn't bad. I just remembered seeing people who practice voodoo celebrate Saint Joseph's Day. Right. With such great light, you know, they dressed up in white, and I oh, just yeah, yeah. felt that that I'm was... I'm very big with St. Joseph's Day, yeah. Yeah, so, you know... My mother was a St. Joseph nun before she married Really? Dad, so I literally grew up at St. Joseph altars, you know, mm -hmm. and fed off of them because they taste good. Mm -hmm. And Marie Laveau, voodoo queen, was a devout Catholic as she well. She was! So it's always this combination in Latin Catholic areas. We're just a... And how a they port parallel. town and the gateway to the Caribbean and a displaced European colony... We're not a, your typical southern no. Protestant area, or we were different here. We still are. We are very different. You know, was, I mean, I hate to use this term, but like it's a big melting pot. It was just so many. I don't use melting pot, I use gumbo. Just, you, oh, okay. <laughs> you some, you, do you use melting some, pot? Is that is, is, in there? <laughs> melt, melting, melting pot is New York. But we made a roux, you know? We, I love we that. We sauteed it down, and I still have. Chunks floating around that retain some of the original beliefs, as, which flavor each other. So uh -huh. gumbo is a better metaphor for New Orleans. Not the chocolate city. Like no, no, no. <laughs> he should have said gumbo. He would have got everybody on board. You know, oh my it God. wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. <laughs> that was and I didn't realize that someone else was already known as the chocolate city, wasn't it? Was it oh. D.C. or some? I read. I didn't know that. I didn't know it until recently. So I did some kind of search, and it popped up, and I was like, "Oh, there's another one." So he might have just been borrowing the term. I don't know, but maybe at yeah. that point in history, which was so bad after Katrina, nobody, anything anybody said that was off was gonna, you know, was yeah. gonna be a bad thing. It was not a good time. Mm -hmm. Hello. So, 
mentioning Katrina, mm-hmm. my haunted museum is in a 200-year-old building, which has at least 13 ghosts that we know by name, but it's also the site of a, a true crime story that people these days are calling me just as much for information from the true crime angle as they yes. are from the paranormal, and as you know... Many paranormal sites started with a true crime incident that left an imprint there that replays itself. Mm-hmm. It replays itself not just for our entertainment, but for the hopeful healing of the spirits involved when something dark or bloodied has happened in an established... It, it, it marks it. And um, there was a murder-suicide there which rocked the town after Katrina. It was so horrific. It was bad. <laughs> it was yeah. at the worst time that we could have, but... They're considered the last two Katrina victims, and in many ways, people kind of saw that story and kind of snapped their head and went, whoa, that could have been me. I better get it together. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people went what we call Katrina crazy. The story also Mm -hmm. had drugs and alcohol involved, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but New Orleans has a lot of people that do a lot of drugs and alcohol. Oh, of course. (laughs) Oh, everybody knows. I know. And, um, but especially my sister that, lived down the street from a meth lab, so which is why she moved. So I, well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know much about the meth, but just about the drinking. Yeah. You know, everybody over the top here. Mm-hmm. And in time that it was so dark and so isolated and lonely and horrific after Katrina, it just got worse and worse. And our crime rate was at its highest a year after, and we were still under curfew, and thieves were swarming here to it steal things. A lot and of people. people lost it. I mean, and our ghosts left. A lot of people don't realize no. that. Our ghosts left. Who is this ghost? All of them. All of them All of the ghosts left. This was a ghost town for three years of a different variety. It was flatlined. Oh, you mentioned that at the workshop at the Mystic Museum. It was like this mass exodus. It was just flatlined. It was sucked out. I have wrote a lot about it in my book, and I have a whole other book coming out about it, too. But, you know, it was flatlined. But those are the people that built the town that were kind of the guardians and the watchers. And without them here, the dark side ran free. And there was a lot of victims because everybody was a mess. And when you're a mess and your vibrations are low, you get attachments. And the dark side was feeding. And that, I think, affected the entire town and affected our dear spirits of Zach and Addie. And the murder-suicide was very, very sad. And uh, Addie's spirit has grown and become a true spirit and interactive. She was kind of stuck in the death mode mm-hmm. when I first got there three years ago, which was the 10-year anniversary of the event. And right after a fire had burnt much of the bit, well, burnt a lot of the place that I had to redo. Mm-hmm. Um, but her side of the story coming out kind of has released her. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to be remembered just as a victim. No. You she... know, she was a poet and a dancer and uh, now that she's not, let's say, forgiven him like condone him, but she's come to terms with what happened. And she's not being blamed as much, at least no, by us. No. The people blamed her. Yeah, she was victimized. They, like, said, well, they she, said, well, she pushed his buttons. Yeah, she pushed she his buttons. She should have done this. And she was angry. And they drunk and fight. Well, yeah, they drank and fight. They both did. I mean, it, yeah. It, you know, <laughs> but it's not an excuse. No. And he knew that. And he ended his own life. And. So his spirit is trying to make amends. He's got more karma to deal with. She's grown a lot. She helps other people, but they're not alone there. Mm-hmm. There are many spirits that have been there in the 200 years, but they're the newest. And uh, it's very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are still friends or drinking buddies of him, you know, they don't want to think about it. They don't, you know, they have, I guess, guilt and other problems and say, we're exploiting, um, you know, I don't make it a bit. It's not the Zach and Addy Museum. You know, I... I but I do, of course, salute their spirits and help heal them. 
a lot of people that do ghost tours or ghost hunts, a lot of them just lip service. Yeah. You know, they're not working with the spirits. They're not trying to... Well, they copy what they see on TV. Well, know? yeah, I mean, well, as more of a shaman, you kind of work with the spirits that you come into your life with. You know, they, they grow with you and you help heal them and they work together. And sometimes it's years and years for that growth. And what is years and years to us might be a snap of the finger on the other side. So mm-hmm. th- there's work that you can do. I, I truly believe that a spirit can grow in their afterlife as well as when they were alive. So mm-hmm. you can help your karma, uh, so to speak. And if they want to, you know, hang out and play and, you know, we play music for them. We give them gifts. We bring them different things. We read them stories, you know. What do you think happens to us after we die? Lots of stuff. I believe that there's a form, you know, there's multiples of levels of heaven and hell if you want to go to that respect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and your soul family group might go over here and that other one might go over there. I believe everybody kind of has a job or a role yeah. on the other side. You know, depending on where you are in your spiritual growth, you might be sort of an ascended master to help others um, achieve whatever goals they are, maybe where you were working or maybe you'll continue to do ghost stuff or you know, my mother said an angel came to her uh, as she was in hospice and told her that she was going to take care of the recently deceased babies. And she loved babies on this side so much that it was a, definitely a job made in heaven for her. <laughs> so I take care of, you know, baby spirits and children's spirits specifically as well. So I kind of think we work together, That's awesome. you know, on the yeah. other side. So there is roles and, and it could be more than one that I believe that we can do on the other side. Or we could just try to be born again very quickly. But sometimes you can find that, for lack of a better word, happy place mm-hmm. on the other side. Um, but you still grow. Um, I believe that's one level of what happens. Uh, you can asc- you, you will have an ascension of some form uh, or not. Or maybe it will devolve. It depends on where you were when you died. Where you were spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all, I believe, had many past lives and many times we've been here. Yeah, that's what I believe. We just have to, uh, <laughs> you know, figure out if we're coming back or not or let it be figured out mm-hmm. on the other side. Figure I out our like lessons, I guess. Alternate yeah. universe, so to speak, levels of it around and they're still here and not here. There's so many different dimensions of life forms around us mm-hmm. that we may or may not bump into. Um, I'm never trying to convert anyone, but at least make them question you know, what's going on and their mm-hmm. responsibility to other those other stratas of life. Do you think you're meant to be in the position that yes. you are now? Yes, absolutely. that was absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, and sometimes I'm like, come on. Uh, okay, uh, you know, haven't I proven myself enough? But you never <laughs> stop learning. Yes. You never stop being presented with different things on this side and the other side, hurdles. I mean, mm-hmm. I learned a lot from Katrina. I had done many things in the past that I didn't realize were kind of a preparation for dealing with all that trauma. Mm -hmm. All I did for three years was banishings and exorcisms on people, places, and things. It was a dark time. It was a hard, hard time. I believe But I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. You could feel it. It was fun stuff, but I learned it, you know, and I got through it. Uh And Yeah, it was hard because it felt like I was weaker. People were like, oh, you're getting stronger. It's like, oh. No, God, you could feel, feel it here, here especially know? when I would come back and visit my family. It, you felt the heaviness here. You felt the darkness after Katrina here. It was I just felt the emptiness, the hollowness. That's yeah. You know, when you go down the streets, just, 
yeah. odd. And he kept looking mm-hmm. over your shoulder for something big. Mm-hmm. It was just a different type of haunted noise. It wasn't the way yeah. that we're used to here. The energy, the vibrations were all but, you know, water was polluting and trees were dry, dying and people were breaking up and things were falling apart. And, you know, you couldn't, from one place to another, you couldn't go without finding more horrible stories and more. Yeah. So it was, it was just a very trying I can vouch time. for that. I yeah. was in a very serious relationship. I was going to grad school in Tallahassee and my boyfriend here who had a restaurant lost his restaurant and developed alcoholism. And it was very bad. Oh yeah, people yeah. here were just a mess. I mean, I mean, like, were... no joke. I went through it too. Everybody did. Yeah. No, it was yeah. Hard. It, was, it was really, really hard, and the spirit activity was not po- it, it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you know the the two spirits remind a lot of people of that because it was a really dark time mm-hmm. in New Orleans, and it was a year after Katrina when the incident of Zach and Addie occurred, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it shocked a lot of people. So sometimes they're story makes people uncomfortable but they're still deserving of growth and uh yeah. and Addie still still kind of can come back but sometimes they fight <laughs> sometimes they jump in people and grab a kiss i mean they have moods just like you sometimes i'll put on certain music to mm-hmm. calm them down and certain music that revs them up and you know she she gets her jägermeister she loves sunglasses i get her crazy sunglasses Aww. you know so there's different things that they like and people bring offerings and money and we give money to, in her name, to the New Orleans Family Justice Center to stop domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the people leave money on all the altars and everything around, and we, we donate it to nonprofits. So we, we do our part. That's awesome. What are the misconceptions that people have with voodoo or with the with city? Voodoo? Yeah, or with the city in general. Well, with the city in general <laughs> right now, I yeah. guess it would be about crime yeah. and fear. Um, like that, there was a shooting at that terrible, that is a game every year that there's always violence. It's two grudge team matches from, was it Southern and Rambling or something like that? Yeah, it was. Um, and there's always something. So Something like, ridiculous. <laughs> and it's always on, up on Canal Street. It's always where they're cruising, and that's exactly what happened this year. Mm-hmm. I was not surprised by it, but the, you know, that, that time of year can be dangerous up if you mingle where they're mingling after the game. Mm-hmm. It's a grudge match. Uh, this doesn't excuse any kind of public violence that's going on around the entire country. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean... The crime has gone you've been crazy cra- here recently. I don't know yeah. if it's gone crazier than usual because we have mm-hmm. we were number one at one point, but we're not number <laughs> one anymore as far as murder rate is concerned. Right. So it depends on how you look at it. I After Katrina, it shifted areas on where things were crazy and stayed that way a little bit. But it's been consistent up on Canal Street by the after the game for this thing every year. So people are you know worried about the crime everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are worried about voodoo. I've already, I, I'm a multi-generational teacher at this point. Mm-hmm. So though I, we had all explained and got everything to people to understand about voodoo from when I started doing this 26 years ago to the public, now it's a new generation starting all the same old questions again. Mm-hmm. Why are there white people in voodoo? There are people in every race, in every religion. Yeah. My family has been here 300 years. You know, they've all had some aspect of voodoo, whether they practice it openly or not, because it's blended into the customs, the foods, and the ways. It's not evil, satanic, or sacrificing to anything like that. It's not in New Orleans voodoo. In other country areas like Haiti and 
Brazil where they still kill animals nightly. There's more regular blood sacrifice, but we still will give chicken. I might mm-hmm. give gumbo. You know, we mm-hmm. give different things. But yeah, the dead are hungry, the dead are thirsty, the loas, the intermediary voodoo saints, they like food and things that they liked in life. So yeah, it's, it's social. Um, they're the intermediary spirits. God is God by any name and there's one God. There's intermediary spirits, there's rituals, and there's trans dance possession. People don't even carry on about that as much as you think there would be. Like you dance mm-hmm. until the spirit enters you and it's like channeling and you become them. And, you know, it's a movement. It's dance religion and musical religion and the source of much of the music that we dance to today. So New Orleans, you know, jazz is voodoo or voodoo is the blues. It's, it's all part of that. Mm-hmm. So there's a musical religion, a dance religion. It was multicultural in the 19th century. It's somewhat multicultural now. Um, and its roots are in a lot of things because it grew side by side with the Kali. Mm-hmm. So little customs that you might think are New Orleans customs might have their roots in voodoo. Certain foods, even gumbo, have their roots in voodoo. voodoo. So, yep. so you've got all of these things that are just blended. Some of our cultural traditions, like the Mardi Gras Indians and other things like that, have some base in voodoo as well. You know, and the ancestral reverence uh, map works in my book. Mm-hmm. Ghost woke me up since I was a kid here. And I used to joke about being related to the ghosts, but I really, you know, being here for 300 years, yeah, you kind of find out you really, you really are, yeah. you know. So, the, you know, a lot of my answers were found in voodoo when the ghost would wake me up in the middle of the night. And so I always went to this graveyard a lot on the weekends with my mother and grandmother. Yeah. And you'd see offerings and spells and things out at You live down the street from a graveyard. Yeah, yeah, from 15 graveyards. Yeah. But I mean, I was like, what's that for? What's that for? Don't yeah. touch that. That's for that. You know? Yeah. So you would just see it. So learning by seeing it and something looked different about it, you know, I had to find out more. Mm-hmm. And kept on asking, kept on asking. And now people keep on asking me. Mm-hmm. But I trained with a variety of New Orleans voodoo people. Um, when the previous queen passed it was arranged both spiritually as well as physically that it would be passed to me she had no children and also there was dream a dream initiation as well as that and there was a form of apprenticeship that I'd already done for many years which might have been more of the hoodoo part mm-hmm. hoodoo part being the folk magic component voodoo being the religion and then I'm also voodoo mama lasagwe and Haitian voodoo which is a similar tradition but it, through more formal initiation steps in order to get that title. Mm-hmm. So, born and raised Catholic, got twinned with a Celtic old religion group, and uh, even went made sure to study um, Kujian, which is also known as Qigong. It's a oh. Tibetan art and healing process that I'm a night priest in, so lots mm-hmm. of different things. What's on my left? I'm hearing. I don't know. You keep you keep turning. I was like, I'm oh. like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm so focused with you, but then I'm like, something's grabbing my attention over here. Hello, I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't see it right now. Sometimes I see. Sometimes I feel. Sometimes I hear. Yeah. But I saw you focusing that way, so it's like, probably somebody for you. Oh wow! I so do, it, I know I have something up, around hold me. Up. Let's. Oh. To all the spirits that are here, we ask. Right now, if you, we're going to be silent for a minute for you to say something into the microphone. What is your name? Are you here to ask her a question or me? If you could speak into the microphone, we might be able to catch it. I hope you're well. 
If you can't give a direct message to us now, make sure to visit her in her dreams so we can talk about it later. And uh, just so that she knows you're here, you know, do a little grab ass. It's okay. <laughs> you can talk as I'm fine. <laughs> Though I do have, I, I was told I have something attached to me. I don't know if you can sense it, but I was told by two mediums that there is something around me. I just don't know. Well, what that, it is. I mean, I don't know if attached is the right word. Usually they say attaching with something mm -hmm. negative, but anything can attach positive That's and negative. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that if you're talking about a spirit guide or spirit guides. That's what I feel like in my gut. It's yeah. A, it's a guide. But anything that is around you as a guide is on this side that mm -hmm. came with you. That is not. Oh. The opposite side. So there's just more of a, I think it's just, hold on. Still making me work. Um, it feels at first it felt like a group of like ten light things coming this way, mm -hmm. and then closing my eyes, I did see a wrapped turban kind of a person just listening, just watching. So it might be a little bit of Marie Laveau over there. We we've got lots of spirit. We've got a dozen spirits or more in my personal house as well, including my. Mother and ex-husband, as well as spirits that came with the place, Edward, a couple little children that are my foster children from the graveyards that come back and forth, and Eileen, oh who lived and died here before. How many years have you been living in this house? I would say at this point at least 21. 21. Now, did 20 the house or 21. come with these spirits? Yeah. or Some. Did, some half and half. Just a little bit, yeah. But I have haunted artifacts, much, many of which I brought downtown now to the Haunted Museum, mm -hmm. but everything was here somehow. Prior to mm -hmm. that. Um, so the house came with spirits. I took my work home with me. So sometimes they followed me from graveyards and other things for a while. They're not always here. Mm -hmm. A lot of that evolved and changed. I have a ghost dog. It was not mine. <laughs> I have two ghost cats. They were mine. I have Aww. a ghost snake. That was mine. Uh, but the, the dog did not come till after Katrina because I ended up doing animal rescue of a different kind oh, on wow. all the deceased animals, which were so many found their way here and I hope I helped them go Aww. on but uh, so some were here some have added to the list and some are here and my their friend died and my ex-husband died and my mother died you know so you grow mm -hmm. in your spirit numbers um, that's my cat over there you can see her I stuffed her I couldn't let oh, go of her because did. she's oh my 22 year long cat and I couldn't oh I gosh. couldn't bring her in and I I have her bones in a box in the other room. Is that a and I black cat? She's black fur, or is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. how old is she? She was about twenty-one. She died about two years ago. Wow. She was old. Yeah. Twenty-one. She was my my heart and my spirit guide, my animal guide, and my protector. She's my angel. I couldn't put her in the ground, but I have all of her, including her heart, and she gave me a pearl. Oh. Because as they taxidermed her inside, they found a pearl. No way. A literal pearl. And when you hear about so-and-so has stones and this and that, they're yeah. called bezoars, and they were used. But hers literally pearlized. And the taxidermist oh actually found it and gave it to me separate, and I kept it. Aww. So she gave me a pearl. She gave you a pearl. And so I we're, work we're a lot good. with okay. animal spirits and animal, you know, energies. And then the man that built the house, Edward, he is very much here in 3D manifestation, has been off and on, not every day. <laughs> and the lady that lived here before and different ones had like come with sure. you. And, mm -hmm. you know, certain of my dolls had gotten the caned vessels for many spirits, like that one's haunted and there's another one over there that's haunted. But I took 90% of my haunted dolls downtown to the haunted museum. I have a whole haunted doll area mm -hmm. up in there. And many other things. So we have a lot of children's spirits and a lot of adult spirits and... 
something else after that. Have you um, helped other individuals, say, do cleanses on themselves? Or have you tried to go in and get rid of spirits? I try to get along with them as Mm -hmm. opposed to think that you have to get rid of them just because Mm -hmm. they're there, especially if they were there before you and built the house. I think you need to develop a relationship. Yeah. And boundaries. Usually if you set the boundaries, yes. you can live with it. You know, okay, I know you were here first, guard the back door, stay in the kitchen, don't wake me up. You know, just kind of keep... <laughs> you know, re- just general rules. Reset, yeah. reset boundaries until you... Be- I mean, there was a problem here at first. Uh-huh. I had a, a hundred or more spirits here that I had to get out the hitchhikers that followed me, but try to nurture the ones that were here to develop a family relationship. Do you think that New Orleans is one of the most haunted cities? Well, it always had been called that. I mean, I suppose a lot of other ones do too, but mm-hmm. a concentration in certain areas in this country, at least, probably mm-hmm. New Orleans. But, you know, so many places are coming up with their spirit activity now. Everybody's really into the jails, you know. Um, <laughs> I just love how you said the jails now. It was that, like, sanatoriums asylums, and now it's jails. and jails and wherever the dark is. You know, because darkness sells and Imagine evil. Imagine if the DMVs were haunted. That people were like, whoa, I don't want to go there. That's one place I refuse to go. I don't want to go there anyway. <laughs> in the living it's, and in the dead. It's got all kind of residual, <laughs> residual angry energy yeah. going on in the DMV. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to go there. Mm-mm. You don't want to relive that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's spirits. I, I think that new its geophysical location has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. The fact that we were under we're under sea level for most of the town. We're yeah. down at the root of the river. There's underground rivers everywhere that walk with flow with the spirits. We had the highest mortality rate in North America for two centuries. We're a port town that brought tens of thousands of people in here even before New York was so popular. And we're a port town on the physical plane and a portal mm-hmm. on the spiritual. And I still think they come here to eat and party and they like all that. There's more spirits at Mardi Gras. Oh, believe There's more that. people yeah. at Mardi Gras. Yeah, There's more spirits at Mardi Gras. Of and I get costume ghost pictures at Mardi Gras. Stop. They get, and I do. They get in on the act. They like the energy. Um, those are important holidays, uh-huh. you know? Christmas. Christmas was a big time for spirits. It wasn't just a writer, Charles Dickens, that wrote that story that made it oh, seem like Christmas it was the time. Yeah. yeah, it was the time that you got around with family members and talked about the ones that weren't there mm-hmm. to make them be, you know, remembered. And when you talk about them and feed them, and I want to make sure you feed them. Uh, when you feed them, you know, then they can come easier. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely already a time to talk about spirits so that was appropriate more than halloween halloween was a time to mask and hide from the dark ones so we wouldn't mm-hmm. be taken away you know <laughs> but christmas was to call in the family and have fond memories of those that weren't there or maybe right. not so fond memories but you talked about them and you brought them in so i think because new or because of voodoo a little bit maybe but because New Orleans never shied away from talking about ghosts, never said, ooh, that doesn't belong here, it's that inappropriate. And because New Orleans is a safe place to talk about unusual or alternative things to the mainstream, like voodoo, that the spirit presence is ever here. They, can, yeah. they feel that they can talk about it here safely and not be against their religious views because it's a historical factor. Mm-hmm. So it was a safe way to interact with spirits and or voodoo. 
I mean, voodoo was created probably in this world, in this hemisphere, at Congo Square and Armstrong, Armstrong Park. Park we're yeah. at the you know celebrations, which were the Sundays off for the slaves, and people went there and heard the music and watched the rituals and bought at the market and. You know, it, it was tourist-oriented even then without realizing it, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's always been safe here. It and has, the spirits have always been fed. You know, like long ago, they say this is part of the regular, you know, they used to burn offerings, you know, uh, that they would talk about for God in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Things is like the sacred barbecue. New Orleans has a smell. Of food and the Roman and there's some other spells that aren't so good, yeah. but there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> That's a lot of food and liquor and you know, I think those certain all senses <laughs> have sense memory for people and it helps them come back, and the fact that we try mm-hmm. to keep things the same, yes. as opposed to a lot of areas that will just as easily wipe out a whole blocks of of their town. It's true without a memory or care in the world. We, we're, we're, we're sentimental to our old buildings and our we old are. bricks and our old things. So. I'm, I'm hearing this whole news about the hard rock, that the, the company that, one, the company responsible for the collapse um, not too long ago, the hard yeah. rock hotel that was just built, part of it collapsed. Yeah, yeah. There's still two bodies there that they haven't found. They came, they found them. They haven't moved them. They haven't moved they them. Have a, they have sensors on them. They have GPS on them. Oh, my God. And I... It was a horrible thing for a week that they did an explode for two weeks an explosion and the mayor got on the news and said, Okay, our first priority is to these families and to get these people out. Right. Well, right after that I went to England for mm-hmm. two weeks and then I got bronchitis and was sick for two oh, weeks. No. And I, I hadn't kept up with the update of the news except this horrific falling down building on the corner is still blocking traffic oh. and things. And we went and did, I think, the week after last week, not mm-hmm. last week, week before last, doing, uh, we do seance, Victorian-style seance in my seance parlor every Sunday. Um, Been there, pe- done that. <laughs> the, the people weren't trying to really find as many of the spirits yeah. of their family, so I just kind of tried to open and call them, and I got those guys. And I was like, oh my God, they're still there. I did not know that they were their bodies were still in the building. Yeah. And we just stopped and tried to pray so that they could lift and be reassured that their families were, you know, to help lift them out of that. Because a lot of people believe without the ritual, without the prayer, without the last rites that people are kind of, you know, stuck mm-hmm. around that. And that's such a sad situation. It really Especially is. for the families. So we want to at least pray for the souls, which I'm sure every church in town and every family oh, yeah. member is doing, but specifically trying to give them last rites and pull. But they were, you know, they were kind of, I'm surprised that they were that active so it's sad mm-hmm. it's really sad and plus it's such a mess in the guy it, it is and the, the guy was already had already been arrested for, for cheating on uh using correct type of employees and those yeah that were licensed it was, it's a mess having it was, enough insurance it a lot of corruption sad. and i think now the the company wants to tear down more historical buildings around that block it's like no don't get rid of that <laughs> that's a part of the city that's been there I think one of the buildings was the old cinema, Vor- uh, I think it's called the Vortex or something like that, but it was one of the oldest cinemas, or one of the Vortex? first, I think it was called the Vort or the Vital, or something like that, I could be wrong, but I know that there was a cinema there in one of those buildings that was the first cinema, 
apparently in the south or in the states that you know. Well, the Sangers across the street, yeah, and then the Joy is on the other, like a, on a angle, and there's a beautiful one on the other side. I can't re- recall in my lifetime for mm-hmm. sure anything there that was a cinema. I think, but the, yeah, because it was built in I think the eighteen hundreds. It was like not, the late eighteen hundreds. Not my era, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know the Sanger was very old and things. But yeah, we don't like to tear down buildings. No. They're just afraid that they do any more bombing. Anyway, very sad situation. Right. And the fact that there's still two bodies under that rubble is just beyond sad. You know. Yeah, it's, uh, I, ha- I have to, like, turn off the news at some point, because I'm like, God, I wish they could put those poor souls to rest. Well, I mean, I think the families are probably more upset about it than yeah. the souls themselves. Of course. Because they're is. just being prayed and throw, throw as much holy water as we can on the site until they get there. I don't quite understand why they can't get them. I guess it's too dangerous to send somebody in, mm-hmm. and there's something pinning, I think, one or two of them down, but... They do have GPSs on them. Let's see. They did not move in the explosion. That's what they were worried about. So they don't know that. Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. is the most haunted building or structure here in New Orleans? That is one of the questions that I, I'm always asked and given. I don't know if you could limit it to one. And it certainly depends on the day of the week. You know, every, <laughs> every haunted building isn't haunted 24-7. Right. You know, and certain areas would be more active. Let's say that at a, at a historical date mm-hmm. and an anniversary date of something that went on there more than at other times of year so it it's never that but again significant times like mardi gras and mm-hmm. halloween because of the scale of the year but also mardi gras because of the amount of people that come in might have enough energy to bring more spirits but um you know because there's more people in the corner bourbon street's probably going to be filled with spirits you know they come out mm-hmm. you know uh, there, the Leroy Mansion, of course, has been notoriously haunted and known about and talked about for many years. The Charity Hospital. Charity, yes. Hospital that one has some is, crazy Is emptied, and, yeah. and, you know, they always talk about the ghosts of Christmas past with the fiction, fictional, uh, not fictional, the supernatural Christmas tree that keeps showing up or mm-hmm. something, you know. Uh, but there's definitely spirits in there. That's just massively big doesn't mean that it's filled with a million square feet of people, mm-hmm. but it's a million square feet of, of something. Uh, my place is pretty well haunted, and uh, the park. I think City Park and City the parks park. and the trees. Mona are, Lisa Drive. Yeah, all <laughs> the trees and the, the na- if you count nature spirits as well as swamp monsters, as well as ghosts of humans and ghosts of animals, to have a big, giant swamp in the middle of the city i do lots of work in mm-hmm. there with the spirit so definitely city park and you know it, it goes in cycles you know mm-hmm. and certain wheels of the year time that's very active in there so there's not one place but many mm-hmm. the water's edges the, the graveyards that's true the graveyards crossroads where they all meet out here mm-hmm. you know of course, you have the mortuary down the street, too. That place has some energy there. Yeah. Some. <laughs> I don't know. And I think it's overshadowed by all of the electronics and the noises and the mm-hmm. fake costumes and people jumping out at you. You can't have both. Right. It's really hard to feel, see, or experience one thing when your physical overload is on with somebody jumping at you with a fake chainsaw. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you can do any kind of paranormal 
investigation. It was a, I think for a very short time, it was like a paranormal museum. It wasn't? It was never a paranormal museum. There was always the haunted mortuary. Um, There were some people trying to do paranormal, uh, saying that they were going to do paranormal investigations in there. But they were really more on the, the other side of it, you know. Oh, okay. So they, they never, they had ghosts, and they went in there. In fact, I gave them that location when I did the 2012 Ghost Adventures one because there is a, a ghost of a, a little girl that was there yes. when it was a private home. the woman in white. They did something there, and I remember going there with my sister, and on the second level they had, like, a collection of Ouija boards, and we are like, oh, okay. Well, they had a yeah. seance parlor, but the it's seance, all, yeah. it's and all that was, rigged, though. It was rigged, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. So you can't do both. So it You was, can't have mm-hmm. vibrating chairs and things moving and have real, you know, and connect with real at the same time. you got to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean they don't have spirits. I mean, there's a graveyard right there. But it, I, I was in there before they moved in. I mm-hmm. was in there for different... Uh, Funerals and yeah. you know, is there? Because it really it was, was a mortuary. Yeah, it was there. It was empty day, and for sale. Yeah. Not that even long ago. Yeah, and, and you know, like it was a... kind of inactive. But they did a lot of renovations, and as you know, renovation brings spirits out of the woodwork. So I'm sure they did kind of wake something up. Mm-hmm. But it's all you can't really use equipment when there's animatronics and rigging all over yeah. the place. They and when things are going too. crazy, yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. where they do their monster stuff. Yeah, and they have that. I went to a party there recently, and now they're more into the. Uh, Escape rooms. Oh, that's true. So they're making more money on what they do best. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, I guess different people were coming in trying to more mm-hmm. of the way, but they couldn't, I guess, do both. But you can rent it out for a party and do what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went there for a birthday party not long ago, you know, and I was just kind of walking around. But they had the zombies everywhere and the things. It was, it's hard to do both. Yeah, it is. They're trying to... Figure out how to, you know. There was a haunted mortuary <laughs> on Magazine Street that I went to many, many years ago. Uh-huh. And, you know, there was a lot of spirit activity there. Oh, wow. It was owned by Trent Reznor. And um, I used to go up there long before this, long before Katrina. Uh-huh. And then there's a you know, bunch of haunted restaurants that are really good, like Antoine's. And, oh, Antoine's, uh, definitely. Muriel's. Mm-hmm. Muriel's is my favorite. And the new one over here, Revel. And, you know, so there's haunted restaurants I've done parties and investigations at and and different private people's homes. So you have a lot of different activity. For people that want to come to New Orleans where and find you, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me online. They can find me at the Haunted <laughs> Museum. They can find me sitting right here. Um, I'm on Rampart Street. I have a spirit shop and food and pharmacy, as mm-hmm. well as the Haunted Museum and the gorgeous courtyard. Yes. And I do all kind of functions. And that's at 826, 828 North Rampart, mm-hmm. Caddy Corner from Armstrong Park and mm-hmm. Congo Square. Uh, I meet uh, some tours there by van and... We do some walking ones that we meet at Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop Bar, which I have lots of spirit. That's my favorite. That's my favorite haunted, bar. It's the it's I my favorite it. haunted spot in town. However, it's so busy there most of the time now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're walking into a crowded bumper to bumper room, it's hard to feel the spirits. It is. You know, because there there's so many so people. much yeah. So Same many thing people. with a place like that. If there's all this overload of electronics, yeah. You know, you have to find it when it's quiet and when you can sit and be one with it. Sometimes you can trance up in the middle of chaos, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same as when you have more time and space to connect and ground into what you're doing so that you can have the spirits come to you. Also, I think a lot of times they're taken off by too much crowds. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're not okay. necessarily I'm a little, you know, too anxious here. <laughs> this is too much for me. <laughs> it's just crowded. Okay. That's how they feel sometimes. Well, that's how you feel. Yeah. So that's probably how I feel. Who are all these people in my house? Yeah. You know. What's going on? It's the holidays. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, spirits are almost anywhere. If you could sit still and, you know, kind of become one with them, get out of your own mind, your own head, mm-hmm. get out of your zen, zen out or vibrate out of your own dimension to reach out to them and your spirit in a body. So you can get out of that body and kind of connect with them. Right. Wherever you are, if you just be still and ask and you can ground and put up your own protections, but we are not alone. That I believe. We are definitely not alone. Do you have any social media where people can stop I you? I have nonstop social media. <laughs> uh, Bloody Mary Nola on Instagram. Bloody Mary New Orleans on YouTube. Bloody Mary Nola on Facebook, but also New Orleans Haunted Museum on Facebook. I have a lot of Facebook accounts as well as uh, Twitter. Right. And Bloody Mary Nola that on Instagram. I have that new app. you got to go to, just go to your app store and get Bloody Mary Tour. It is podcast it is paranormal evidence it is everything rolled and it gets updated and you can see pictures and videos and you take a virtual tour of i don't know ghost history and my haunted museum and then there's questions if you're in town and teaser questions that you can go like on a scavenger hunt to find these other locations and if you get lost you can use the map but don't Mm -hmm. cheat try to do it without that (laughs) and there's all kind of stuff i keep adding to it it's like three ninety nine, uh-huh. but when you come to town, it's worth it. But even it's so worth it because it's when you do come it. to town, yeah, I take that money off of whatever tour or thing that you mm-hmm. do, so you get it back. It's seriously worth it, guys. Especially if you go to her haunted museum. Especially if you get her book. Please plug in your book. Oh, uh, hauntings, horrors, and dancing. With yes, the I also have redone my two paranormal blue books from uh, 2011 and 2012, also available at my website mm-hmm. with updated, it's like a coffee table ghost photo book, but now it's an e-book, so it's inexpensive. Yeah. And I've redone the cemetery one and that, so that's available. You can order from Amazon or from anywhere on my regular book, but if you order it from me on my website, then it's autographed, mm-hmm. you know, and the book itself is haunted. Then I have another one called Voodoo yes. Conjure and Sacrifice, which I did all the writings for actually a Hollywood photographer, mm-hmm. uh, Justice Howard. Oh, and wow. it's kind of like, got, uh, you know, a lot of tattooed, sexy kind of renditions of Loa's and Voodoo's. Uh, but I wrote all the writings in there and she did all the photos. So that's a, I'll show it to you somewhere in a minute. It's a coffee table book. So there's at least four books of mine that you can get online. And then to my storytelling and music kind of version voice over for the Haunted Museum to go on the app. Yeah. And then come to town and I will help do a cleansing for you. We do all kinds of psychic readings. I have a mystic center. I do um, different events mm-hmm. like my Voodoo Garage sale. No and way! Every, and June, <laughs> June 23rd is the biggest Voodoo celebrated day where I do the river baptisms, Marie Laveau style. Oh wow. And you can, I have some uh, I have a uh, Voodoo Garage sale that day on the Sunday, and we have all kind of free classes, and then some pay and tours, and mm-hmm. you know I do all kind of stuff. But you gotta come down, and if not, 
you can do a virtual tour with the Bloody Mary Tour app, which I spent a lot of time on the last few months. It's a badass app. It's a really cool app, guys. It's worth it, definitely. Not to and mention you can also... travel. If people can yeah. travel, they get to see it virtually. Speaking of tour, she has a tour coming in. I, I, I think it's in the next 50 minutes in her house. They're going to do a paranormal investigation Yeah, we do a lo- We do it at my place downtown, but then we also go to the cemetery, yeah. go to Forest, and then we stop here. Guys, so seriously, I, the holy grail of all paranormal I've got, investigations I've got a, are a here. Lock. Uh, you know, lock myself away or, or be a part of it, one or the other. I would say. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting down with me and taking the time. Um, I want to thank the spirits, all of them here, all of them maybe that I, that follow me in here or whatnot. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. I don't know if they want to say anything or do anything before we sign off. Any last words? All right. Okay, thank you, cool. Fathers of the Holy Ghost. We close the gates like ba la ba la ba. Until we call again, Ashe. Aye, bobo. Amen. Thank you so much, Bloody Mary. Thank you. Music at the top of this episode is Ico Ico, covered by the New Orleans Suspects. A very, very special thank you to Bloody Mary for getting Holly Weird with us. Also, guys, if you're ever in and around the New Orleans area, or you're planning your next trip to the Big Easy, and you want to do a haunted tour and get really macabre, then head on over to BloodyMaryTours.com to plan your haunted tour. Also, be sure to check out her haunted museum off of 828 North Rampart Street. Can't make it to New Orleans, but you still want to do a haunted walking tour? Look no further. For $3.99, Bloody Mary Tour app is now available for Apple and Android. Guys, I've listened to this entire app and it's amazing from the louis armstrong airport directly to the heart of the french quarter bloody mary takes you on a full on interactive audio walking tour of my favorite city learn the lives of marie laveau jean lafitte and the infamous madame Lalaurie. so head on over and download her app the bloody mary tour app another big thank you to our patreons because without you and your donations this interview wouldn't have happened so thank you so much for your donations and if you're thinking about becoming a patreon which we think you should then head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash hollyweird paranormal where there you can donate as little as one dollar or more a month and become hollyweird producers you'll also score on some pretty dope hollyweird paranormal merch and be inducted into our secret podcast society of the Saturday Night Ghost Club. The Saturday Night Ghost Club is a bi-weekly podcast where we share true ghost stories that I've collected off the streets from complete strangers or acquaintances. Trust me, they're fun, they're crazy, and they're downright creepy. You can find us on social media and follow us and find out what we're up to. You can find us on Twitter at HWP Podcast and at Hollyweird Paranormal on Facebook and Instagram. Want to forward us a story for our listeners' tales episode in the future? Then head on over to hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com and send it over our way. If you love Hollyweird Paranormal, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple iTunes Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot and it helps us become a little more visible. And if you want to catch up with our past episodes or keep up with our future episodes, then you can listen to them on Blueberry.net, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, Stitcher Premium, Spotify, Google Play, CastBox, Player FM, and wherever you get your podcast fix. All right, guys, till next time, we'll meet you back in California. 
But always remember, stay Hollyweird, y'all.